the Kevin Durant debut at home for the Phoenix Suns will be put on hold. Kevin Durant injured his ankle in pregame warmups. I don't know if he slipped on the court, looked like he just rolled his ankle, and ultimately he did not play tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. But that did not stop the Phoenix Suns from beating the living shit out of them. Another 130-point game for the Phoenix Suns. Another victory. That's four in a row now, Matthew. And the Phoenix Suns, despite not having Kevin Durant, looked pretty good tonight. Yeah. <laughs> How hard was it to pay attention to this game? I mean, I, I watched it, but come on. Like After what happened? After the I'm, thing that you never want to happen to your superstar? <laughs> I'm wearing my Welcome to the Desert Kevin Durant shirt. I was all excited like everybody else was. And then, yeah, the first half was just kind of a blur because I was I just found myself frustrated and being like, why and how? And of course, going through all the emotions that a typical Suns fan goes through. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can expect it. But man, that uh, I remember seeing the tweets, just a little like glimpse, a glimpse of it. Like it was like basically him kind of falling but i was scrolling up man eh, i don't know what that was and then i was like what <laughs> like shams karania Is yeah the right one because there's those ones that are just the the imposter twitter handles i'm like maybe it's a fake one but that was real yeah it's like choms sharania or Chom's yeah that's what i thought Sh- it was yeah the like... show deleted and i'm like okay it was just a joke <sighs> nope real life real life real life for a suns fan no kd in this game And it's something that I want to talk about probably a little bit more in depth here in a second. But ultimately, the Phoenix Suns did win uh, a game you have to win with or without Kevin Durant. You have to win the Oklahoma City Thunder without Shea Gilgis Alexander. So how'd that make you feel, Matthew? Oh, pissed. (laughs) No, I was absolutely grumpy. It was funny. My friend was watching the OKC game last night and they killed him. Um, Yeah, the the Warriors. And they, yeah, they bullied the Warriors. And then he's like, oh, yeah, and SGA is going to be out tomorrow. Like, he just let me know, like, hey, he's going to be out because that's what they're doing on the back to backs. He's not playing. Mm. And I'm like, okay, cool. Last time I was pissed. This time I'm pissed too, but even more pissed now because what happened to KD. But everything will be okay. Let's just get to Christmas, right? Have daddy come home by Christmas, have mommy book, you know, just Daddy's clean everything, get everything home. ready. And then hopefully he's back in time. By the playoffs is is everything intact in your apartment did you break any remotes any glassware is there a fork that's no. bent because you just you're eating a steak you just no i was eat, actually you're eating some corn i was on the phone pre-game mm-hmm. and calling your contacts yeah 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 i was talking and then i saw that happen and i was like uh-huh uh-huh for like 20 minutes yeah and i was just thinking of him sleeping like whoop Whoop. You remember uh, Charlie and uh, Mac when they do yeah. the ice skating, yeah. the, the shot, and yeah, the shot when he goes out and hits his yeah. head. I kept thinking of that over and over again, but just KD just whoop, whoop. Oh, it's just painful, man. It's painful. And I was actually, uh, same thing. I was, I was cooking dinner and I looked down at my phone and I saw Sam Sarani say something about Durant's out. I'm like, what? Like everyone in Phoenix was getting their Orville Redenbacher, microwave movie buddy butter popcorn ready for this game we were all excited and all those people who pay that premium price for the tickets again to see the thunder were, Crazy, were let man. down and and again at the end of the day it all comes down to kevin durant's health and he finished his warm his workout 10 more minutes he stayed on the court i saw post the injury you know quote unquote uh footage from like kellen olsen 
and everything appeared to be fine. So we'll see what that means moving forward. But but plenty to talk about in this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. So again, we thank you if you're listening or if you're watching. If you've gone to Apple and left a less left us a five star review, we truly appreciate it. We got a couple new five star reviews to talk about. Uh, we got we got one from Jay Pelt on Vegas. Says Suns jamming. Love the pod. Love the drops. Love Booker, KD, and the Suns. Five-star pod. So thank you for that review. We really appreciate it. And then a five-star review from John Skelton. And I don't know if you remember John Skelton, the former quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> he wasn't very yeah. good. <laughs> but the, okay. the, the title of this review is Suns Dudes Being Dudes. And the review states, just a couple of dudes chucking it up over Suns basketball after every game. Been listening since 2020, and this pod, along with some other great Suns, ba- some all-time great Suns basketball, has turned me into an obsessive fan. Great takes, brews, and Suns basketball. Appreciate the pod, Matt and John. So appreciate the re- the review. Thank you for I think calling me a dude. Just for that, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop open a brew as John Skelton mentioned there. Let's talk about this game against the Oklahoma City Thunder for the Phoenix Suns, their fourth win in a row. for the Phoenix Suns, a 31-point victory uh, as they down the Oklahoma City Thunder by a final score of 132-101 to 101 in this game, Matthew. And it, of course, brings me to the first question that I feel like it's necessary to ask you. Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, I got to ask. With all this Kevin Durant not playing drama and things that we're going to talk about here momentarily. Should I play his new drop or should I save it for when he's actually fucking playing? I don't know. It's tough. Um, you know, even after a win, I I don't know. (laughs) It's up to you, man. I think I'm going to leave the drop alone for now. Okay. Who the heck are you? I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. I know who I am. I'm one of the best players ever played a game. So obviously Kevin Durant didn't play in tonight's game. He's got everybody kind of feeling uneasy, uh, ourselves included. Uh, Black Sunday in the chat, $5 in the super chat. Really appreciate this. And this is something that I was actually wondering myself. So thank you for that, that donation to the podcast. Says, I'm down even after that loss. But why didn't KD come out and sit on the bench if it wasn't that serious? So that's a great Matthew. I got asked question. That's a yeah. great question to start this pod. If it isn't serious, why wasn't KD even just out on the court? Oh man, that's what I was thinking the whole time. Like I said, it was Me hard too. to focus on this game because I was thinking about KD. What's going on back there? Is he getting X-rayed? Um, the fact that he slipped that way and just rolled his ankle—it sucks because now we have to think about this as Suns fans going into the future. You just mm-hmm. every game. Even pregame, we have to worry about him actually starting and being healthy. That's just the way it is. Um, to go out this way, and I think it might even linger and be like a couple weeks. Who knows? I don't want to go that far. But I was thinking, man, like, is he getting x-rays? Why is he not out there? Is he just embarrassed? Because, honestly, that is kind of embarrassing. But it is basketball. You get hurt doing whatever. 
but he might just be embarrassed a little bit. Who knows? I would be. That's fucking crazy. Everyone's here to see you, mm-hmm. and then you just roll your ankle that way. It's not his fault, of course, but it's just a bad way to go out. Homecoming. Yeah, homecoming indeed. Uh, a full-packed house. Everybody was there early to see him do his his shoot-around, so it's not like it happened in front of four people. That's why there's so many different views <laughs> yeah. and shots of what actually happened. There's a, a picture that I'm pulling up on oh. the screen that everybody can see, and you can see that, I mean, he... He, he twisted that ankle. And to your point, yeah. Matthew, even though he did finish the, the shoot around, we don't necessarily know how serious this injury is and how long it's going to linger and what the Phoenix Suns are going to do and how they're going to manage this injury, knowing that they need to ensure that he's going to be back at 100% to make a, a playoff push. Because at the end of the day, like that's what matters. The Phoenix Suns have a less than 1% chance right now of not making the playoffs. So like they're in the playoffs. So I honestly, I'm with you. I believe that the Phoenix Suns training staff will most likely feather this as long as they can, much akin to how they brought Kevin Durant on with the MCL injury. And we might not see him for a couple weeks after seeing that shot that I just brought up and the way that his ankle looked. Cause initially the video that you mentioned, Matthew, it looked like he just slipped. Looked like there was a wet yeah. spot. It's like fire that mop dude guy. That guy's fucking, he's canned, dude. Go work for the Diamondbacks in that stadium. But that wasn't the case. He actually rolled his ankle. And if you're a Suns fan, you're feeling much akin to how I am. You know, it's an uneasy feeling. And it's not that we've been here before. It's the fact that we live on this block, man. Like we put our garbage out on the curb once a week and we're reminded of this team's history. There's CP3 shoulder a couple years ago in the playoffs. There's Nash and Devin Booker's broken nose that both occurred in playoff runs. There's Booker's hamstring last year in the playoffs. Joe Johnson's orbital bone. Going back to when I was a kid, Cedric Sabalas, who injured his knee in game six of the 1993 Western Conference Finals and wasn't available in the NBA Finals for the most part. So, you know, obviously, it, it this is not on that level. This is a regular season game. But what's uneasy for me and the majority of Suns fans is we're, a, uh, we're, we're, we're rooting for a franchise that has continually been derailed by injuries and dagger heartbreaks, and it just doesn't feel good. So when this kind of shit happens, it's just like, oh, no, here we go again, kind of shit. Because we've all been walking around on, on a high, right? This Kevin Durant high. I'm texting my mom yeah. today. You know, I'm like, have you got any, day, any games with Katie? And she's like, hell yeah. And I'm like, it makes me want to cry. I'm so happy. To have Kevin Durant on my team, it's like it's like you're living in this fantasy land that we talked about last summer, and it came true. And then, of course, something like this happens. Of course, something like this happens, where he just slips, rolls his ankle while going for a fucking layup in a pregame shoot around. Of course, there's just no way this really happened. I think I looked at that tweet or the many tweets that were sent out throughout the game, and I still couldn't believe what I was watching with him falling. And it wasn't a slip; it was just his ankle. He just rolled it. Um, I was just thinking, I'm like, this is just, of course you think this is just the way it is being a Suns fan. That's that's one way to look at it. Also, it's like, we get KD, a superstar. Then you want to look at the other side of it, where Mikhail Bridges is over there in Brooklyn. I'm just saying. 30 points what, a game. 30 points every fucking game. Like, hey, you want to trade me, Phoenix? All right, we had something special. I'm going to put up 30 points a game. You might say, don't talk about him. Let's just wait to the playoffs. Who knows? It's just an injury. He might be back next game. That's true. But when stuff like this happens, that's all I think about. I'm like, 
this might go the other way where KD might not ever play a full season, might ever play a full playoff series because of injuries. I started thinking about Anthony Davis. This is just a bad way to go for me. I think about the worst part of all of it. You know what? You need that other partner next to you to look at the bright side of things. I don't have that. I said me right now with a blanket and a pillow, nothing there, evil thoughts. But then I do call my friend, David. He does tell me, Hey, it's all about the playoffs, man. It's all about the playoffs. You'll be okay. You'll be all right. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I wanted the 20 games to get into the groove. Me I too. To I wanted team. to enjoy this. Even though we won, it's just like, yeah, book 45, 43 points, whatever. 44, it's right like in the middle. 44, right? <laughs> just whew. 43, 45, yeah. right, right, whatever. 44. Then I just, you know, I mean, I'm like, this is cool, but I just want to know what happened, Katie. And uh, Jamsters, let us know if you see anything. Well, Coach Evan B., uh, who's scrolling Twitter while he's watching the podcast. We appreciate huh? that, Coach. Says, Monty just said ankle sprain, and they will get more t- testing done tomorrow. Now, granted, this team doesn't play till Saturday, tomorrow being Thursday, yeah, so yep. there's a couple yeah. couple days. But typically, something like that, when you get one of those ankle sprains, you're going to miss some. T- you're going to miss a couple weeks. And it's unfortunate because, like, we're really going to start to go in a little bit of a buzzsaw when it comes to the scheduling, right? I've pulled this graphic up before. Yeah. I'll pull it up again. You know, you take a look at where we're at. We just beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. We've got the Sacramento Kings at home on Saturday. We go to Golden State next Monday, followed by the next night back at home against the Milwaukee Bucks. So that's a a three-game stretch. And then they play Thursday against the Magic. But that's a three-game stretch there where potentially you're without Kevin Durant. And it's just it's somewhat of of a tough stretch. Now, that being said, we we were reminded that this team isn't fully, you know, th- what makes this team so lethal is it's not just Kevin Durant on this team. Big Dick Booker. Big Dick Booker tonight. 28 total minutes played. 17 of 23 from the field. 6 of 10 from beyond the arc. He had four assists. He had three rebounds. He had 44 points, Matthew. 44 points in 28 minutes played for Devin Booker. The reigning Western Conference Player of the Week was dialed in. He had 30 points in the first half. He had 13 of the final 16 points in the first half for the Phoenix Suns when they were struggling there a little bit. How did he do it, Matthew? Well, he's back. I think the threes are the big difference. I think when he came back, he was kind of struggling. The Chicago game, he was like 6 of 10. So, I mean, that was like his highest scoring game when he came back. But since then, he's kind of struggled. And I think that's what he was doing so well before he got hurt. He was just, he was killing from three. And I think if you've been watching the Suns for the past five seasons with Devin Booker, that was like the one thing he kind of struggled with is to be consistent from three. Mm-hmm. And I think that was like the difference this year is him just hitting those. Like the ones where you're like, oh, it's not going in. The ones on the fast break, the stop, the stop and pop ones, those aren't going in, but they're going now. Like that's the next thing that he added to his game just to be more consistent from three. And that's why he's getting these high scoring games, man. He can already Mm -hmm. get to the free throw line. Um, He can already get it hot in the first quarter. You know, first quarter book was back tonight. Oh, first half book was back 30 points. points. And then just 27 minutes of a game book is back with 44 points. Um, It's nice to have that, right? And the night where Katie goes out, you got to have it. I know you're playing OKC, but you need a guy just to get hot. I think the whole team just kind of stepped up in KD's absence um, just to get this one. They know these wins are crucial, but Booker himself is just, he's becoming unreal again. 
Um, this is what we saw before he got hurt, and we just this is what we expect. And he won the I think before he got hurt too. I'm not oh god, here I go. Before he got hurt, he was like player of the week, player of the week, yes, uh player of the month. And I think Chris Paul yes. got hurt and then he got hurt. It's like uh, yes. just hold on, no more awards. Let's just keep it exactly. <laughs> Let's just keep it low. Dude, just play 10 minutes a game. Remember, he came out and Monty was looking like I'm not seven minutes in the game i'm not taking a chance i saw oh hell yeah game. i saw that he I'm was like hiding you're not getting 50 points no hell no get out of the game and get the victory yeah. and you know we need it and you're right it's like every time the awards start coming our way so do the injuries and black <laughs> sunday again five dollars in the chat we appreciate this blaine rakin says that uh katie was in a boot so that's great uh that's not <laughs> good wah, wah, at wah. All, dude. 44 points for devin booker katie in a boot dude are you serious right now Mikhail, it's like one of those things where it's like in the in the movies where the guy punches the other guy or the guy doesn't move. He's like, oh, no, I'm just kidding. It's kind of like that trade now where it's like, oh, just joking. Just joking. Can we have those guys back? Because we were God. playing really well with them. No, you know we'll what be I mean? fine in the long run, but it's just. Oh, it's oh like but the, I know the force. long run, but come on. I know, but like, like the short run. Like Anthony Davis stuff. Well, and again, the, the challenge that we have is we sit here and it was the same challenge we had for the four games prior to Kevin Durant's arrival was you're sitting there and you're trying to understand what this team is going to be and how the rotation is going to work and who has the ability to step up. And the la the nice thing about the last three games is we had a little bit of a sample size so we could sit here and make some analyzations and have some understanding of what Monty Williams wants to put forth on with his rotations and how he wants mm -hmm. to manage this team. And now with Kevin Durant gone, it's like, okay, now we're going to go down. Now we're going to go back to a team without Kevin Durant and no no Mikhail Bridges and no Cam Johnson too. So let's really see what we got to do, you know, but I'll, 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 I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back uh, to Devin Booker and the way that he played tonight. You know, he, what was interesting. And I found this is a very interesting statistic. They stated that only Charles Barkley and Charlie Scott in Suns yeah. history had three consecutive games of over 35 points. And obviously with this game, Devin Booker with his 44 points, in 28 minutes on 23 shot attempts. He he this is fourth consecutive 35 plus game. First time in, in Suns history. Yeah. And he had he had it going to and, and I will a hundred percent nod my head ever so slightly and understand that this is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay, it's a good offensive team, but they're a very bad defensive team. But you have to give credit to Devin Booker for the way that he took advantage of what they were giving him and just carved them up on every fucking level. Now the three point thing, I obviously every Phoenix Suns fan, we are unbelievably relieved to see Devin Booker come out and shoot 60% from beyond the arc and, and do so because he, he's just been struggling from beyond the arc. Like in his last, Eight games, because Devin Booker's been back for eight games, right? He's been back for nine games, but there was a game against Atlanta. Like, he played against Brooklyn, didn't play against Atlanta, and then they, now he's been back, and this was his ninth game back. But in his nine games back, or I'm sorry, his eight games back, he's been averaging 28.6 points per game, but he's been averaging 34% from beyond the arc. And I wouldn't say that's necessary, necessarily troublesome, but you take a look at what he was doing earlier in the season and he was just so much more efficient than that earlier in the season prior to his injury, he was shooting 37.5 from beyond the arc. So we're definitely, we're, we're seeing him to your point, Devin Booker, he's back, baby. Like we're seeing him much more comfortable from beyond the arc and hitting those shots uh, that are just unbelievably vital to this team because there's been some one for seven, one for six, 
uh, one for five. I mean, he's had some struggles in his recent games. It's just nice to see him have that ability to hit that three-point shot again because that's what made Devin Booker that next level this year, right? Like, he's always like going and and taking a look at prior to this season, Devin Booker as a three-point shooter is a career 35.7% three-point shooter, which isn't horrible. But this year, all-inclusive, he's been better than that at 36. Now you throw this game. That's like the next level for him is to have some of those those super shots go in for him. And that's what really set the tone in this game is he had those fuck you threes. As Coach Evan B likes to say, so throw some of those fuck you threes at them. Where <laughs> down, you dribble down, you step right into it, just bang. And those are, those are uh, uh, momentum killers. And that's what he had tonight. In his back. Yeah, it's all about the fuck you for book, man. He's been an asshole since he's been back. He just oh yeah, he has to play that way, man. And there were some smiles from him on the bench, which was nice towards the end of the game. You know what I mean? Like when these things happen, remember when book got hurt in the Pelican series last year mm-hmm. and he went back to the bench and just Jay like heard what happened. He's like, oh, fucking like everyone just was like, shit, you know what I mean? And I was like, damn, dude, like he's hurt again. And you know, it's going to be longer because of the reaction, the, bo- the body language on yes. the bench. Now it's like they're kind of joking around and stuff, so they must know it's like it's okay, but it's just so fragile right now. I'm talking about Katie again. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) How could you not freak out? Come on. I know everything's cool. Reference it the entire time. Let's be cool about this, guys. All right. Everything's going to be all right. We'll be saying that till we never win a championship. Sorry. Love you guys. Stay on here. Watch us. (laughs) But at the same time, like if we are thinking long term versus short term, like long term, imagine next year. This team's gonna be really good. Where we take where we trade DeAndre Ayton, we get like three pieces back for him that really help the team. Speaking of DeAndre Ayton, let's go ahead and talk about him. DeAndre mm. Ayton in this game plays a total of 24 minutes, 12 points, eight rebounds, five of nine shooting, so efficient again. And it was another kind of frustrating. I wouldn't say performance by him, but just performance in the way that he was utilized. And, you know, you saw it in the first quarter. It was just like in the Mavericks game. Like, no one on Dallas could stop DA in the first quarter. No one on OKC could stop him. I mean, there was that one play where he had, he had, it was DeAndre Ayton versus Dario Sarge. DA versus the yeah. Snake. And he just, he owned him. And then there was no field goal attempts in the second quarter. He ended the first half with four points and seven rebounds. Again, I, as I mentioned, he ended with 12 and eight. Should we be pissed? Um, we're involved in the offense again. I don't know. I saw on Twitter. There was some people going after Monty like, hey, there's no excuse. You got to get him involved. But like, come on, dude. I think I don't know if this is like a reset button for him or something where he has to kind of learn different things now and how to play all over again. Cause that's what, how it looks to me. That's how it looks. I know we're talking about using him and yeah, Chris Paul came out in the second half and started using him more on the pick and roll, but then Chris Paul got hot. Then he settled for the three and he settled for some jump shots. So you're okay with that. DA is just kind of, he's just gonna have to roll with the system, man, because he doesn't have any other game. If he's on the run towards the rim, he had that nice little like, lay in where he switched it up underneath and he got the easy lay in after the guy went by. Mm-hmm. That was nice. But if you get into on the block, you saw again tonight where he takes his time. He's like, wait, what the fuck am I supposed to do? That's how I see it. It's like, what am I supposed to do here? He has a mismatch and then he gets a little jump hook later, but he's just thinking of it too much. Still, he's still in his head a lot. So I don't know if he is reset to where he has to like, just kind of learn how to play in this offense or learn the game of basketball again. 
Because to me, it's just like he doesn't know what to do still. I think it's all DeAndre. I'm sorry. I'm not blaming the dude, even though I did that one podcast. For sure I did. I said it was well, his we all take it our turn. <laughs> But like, no, I don't think it's Monty at all. I, it's it's crazy to say it's Monty when you have guys like Bismack and Jock that can still come into games and play the center position the correct way and still get their looks. You know what I mean? Like, So it's not Monty, man. DA just doesn't know what to do with the ball. I'm sorry. No, see, and, and that's where I'll, I'll go against what you're saying because I just don't think that he's getting the opportunities. Because, again, nine shots, and we've heard that that old adage, you can't pass yourself the ball. And I get that yeah. sometimes he doesn't get himself in a good way to present himself. But I also noticed a lot, like, the, he, they, they even mentioned it on the broadcast, he was getting, like, double and triple teed every time he just went down. That He didn't have the ball. They would still just shade a guy towards him. That's how Chris Paul got so open. Is what Chris Paul did to open up his offense in the third quarter is he ran two pick-and-roll plays, got it to DA, DA scored. The rest of the pick-and-rolls, they left him open. They were – they were. It's and we saw this last time we played the Thunder, too. They knew that they were mismatched on the interior with DA, so they simply fronted him and had a guy shading to him on the weak side the entire fucking game. And the Suns are going to be like, okay, if you're going to do that, we're going to stand outside and shoot all day because we're better shooters than you are, and that's exactly what they did. Now, that being said, moving forward – Knowing that Kevin Durant's limping around Phoenix in a boot now, Monty Williams, yes, it will come to him on having to try to create ways to get DeAndre Ayton more touches and more opportunities. Because we've we've seen that since Kevin Durant came to the Phoenix Suns, DeAndre Ayton's dro- uh, touches have dropped by 10 touches per game. His shot attempts have dropped by like seven shot attempts a game. And that's okay for D.A., DA, as we know, would probably happily defer. He'd rather play defense and rebound, which, since Kevin Durant's arrival, he's done. But now, if KD's not going to be there, and now Dev Booker doesn't have Mikhail Bridges to put up you know, 20 to 30 points a game, you're going to have to ask DeAndre, like, listen, and it's not asking DeAndre, it's finding strategic ways through coaching to get him touches where he's comfortable and where he's open. If you're setting backs, back picks and screens, if you're doing Spain pick and rolls and he's the primary on those, that's what has to happen. We didn't see a lot of those sets tonight. It was a lot of just playing pick and roll with CP3. And like I said, CP3 is a very cerebral player. So he's going to sit there and he's going to use that to set himself up because I think that he's always had a hard time really hitting DA consistently. It's funny because you see Kevin Durant when he plays with him. And Kevin Durant has no problem getting DA the ball exactly where he needs it. It has to do to his size and his length. And I feel like Chris Paul's just like he's like my little dog Lanny. He's just a little too fat, a little too slow, <laughs> yeah. and he, he can't is, get yeah. him the he can't get DA the ball in the right spots. And in time, that's got to change. It's got to change for as long as Kevin Durant's out, knowing that we have some really good competition that we're going to be playing. And there's some opportunity out there if we want to move up in the standings because we're we're pretty mm. we're solidified. Yeah, you look at the standings right now. The Suns have won four in a row, and everyone around us has lost a bunch of games. They're all going down in the standings, and we're getting yeah, some yeah. separation from, from that five. But we got a shot at three or two if we play well in these next two weeks. Yeah, yeah, and uh, for Da, it's too late. He's not going to be vital at all at this offense. He's just not going to be. Um, I think next season you can work him into it because you can't go from Game Seven of last year where. Monty didn't believe in him. There was words exchanged. They didn't talk at all. Then DA pouted earlier this season because he didn't get the extension. Then he just got over it, what, like a month ago or so, I guess. I don't know. He didn't do anything when Book was hurt. 
And obviously, like, he's okay now. Now that now that Kevin Durant's here, he started working harder and stuff. So it's just it's too late. It's too late. He can he can do what he needs to do on the roll if he's just running around screens or on the pick and roll, whatever. But I mean, the way Katie looked, even with Jock too, that looked better than what he looked like with Aiden. And Aiden was still set up for a lot. It's just Aiden has too much going on in his head still. And it's just too late in the season. Um, they just have to run the offense to shoot right now, I think. And the best that DA can do is really just rebound, get those second chance points if he can, or just try to be open and just be consistently just accurate with your shot, I guess, when you get the chance. That's it. See, I think we have some big DA games coming. I really do. I don't know about the game on I Saturday. So. DeMontis Sabonis can give him a hard time. But I think we have some big DA games coming. That was his last couple. really good game was against the Bonus, right? the Kings, that's yeah. right. Yeah, And I, th- I think we have some things because, again, Kevin Durant in the building changed, as he's mentioned, has changed, has changed the way that this team approaches the game of basketball. And I think that he's part of that. And when he, when Kevin Durant pulls him aside and looks down at his at his left ankle and goes, "Hey man, I need you for a couple of weeks, dude. Prove it to me." Like I really feel like there's a level of respect there that is different than like Chris Paul, because Chris Paul, as great as he's been, and we've talked about this in the past, as great as he's been, Chris Paul's like that mean older brother, right? He's like David Lissy. He's gonna hold your head underwater while you're trying to swim. Whereas like I I feel like KD is a man of very few words. Chris Paul's a man of too many words. Katie's a man of few words, and he could be very impactful potentially for somebody like DeAndre Ayton. So we'll see. I think there, I'll go against you on that. I think there's still some time for him to, to have some really good games and, and maybe because we've seen him do it before. He'll carry this team for a couple weeks. He's done it twice this year, where for about a week and a half, he's carried this team. And I can see that upcoming. I really can. You just think I'm just come back, Katie, so we can stop talking about DA. Amen. I don't want him to be the second. Done with it. Yeah. But I'm not done with this ad from DraftKings. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hands with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. I do this like every night. I go and I bet a three-legged parlay on a random NBA game, and if I don't win, I get a bet back. It's making money or losing it unless I win it. You know what I mean. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions applied. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. I literally just checked my DraftKings app and I had like Katie and like four different bets and they're all just like void. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's tough. I mean, I think um, those should have, you know, just be refunded in a way. And also just the people that paid so much money, like ticket prices is already insane. Mm-hmm. They had to like implement some kind of refund policy with these players sitting out SGA. First of all, he's an all-star. Yeah. He's going to be a future superstar and it already is a star. He's out because of resting for injury. But then KD goes out. It's like, what are you left with, man? Just some dude. Did you see that girl? Does she really have those big boobs on the sideline? <laughs> did you see that? Oh, or was I that did. a shirt? Or was that a shirt? No, Someone that was not a shirt. That was not oh, a shirt. That was insane. That was insane. I, Is that, wanna... I can't believe that was allowed there for that long. Usually they move those people. <laughs> and like right before, right, right before we were watching Six Hundred Pound Life, 
It's just. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, good show. Well, this is what everyone got to see while they were there. What's the man a dog? You with Paris? This guy's a gangster. His real name. Terrence. Terrence. He's the home of both parents. Terrence. Parents have a real good marriage. There you go. You might not have got SGA. You might not have got KD. But you got Terrence the Human Torch Ross scoring 24 points off the bench. 6 of 10, just like Devin Booker. They combined for 12 of 20 from beyond the arc in 23 minutes played. Two steals as well. Two assists. We got our Terrence Ross game. He had 13 uh, points in the third quarter. And we were due for one of these from Terrence Ross. That's why you bring him to Phoenix is because he has the ability to go absolutely nuclear. He, he did tonight what we want. It took him like four games to do what we wanted Landry Shamit to do his entire fucking career. And Landry did it a couple times, but it took him like, uh, you know, 87 games. But I, I, I really, I, I still like his addition to the team. Do you? Oh yeah, for sure. And I think it's going to be once every three games. Maybe we get a good game. Uh, maybe once every four, we get like these crazy games where he goes off, but it takes some time. I think he kind of started out a little slow and then towards the end of the third, then the fourth, he was just insane. Like he could not miss. That's exactly why we have him on this team. And mm-hmm. even if it is one or one every four or five games, it's fine. I think it's okay. I, I think that's exactly what we're looking for in the dude. Um, but when he gets hot, man, I don't think anybody else in the league can really match that. I think we kind of got a steal there in Terrence uh-huh. Ross picking him up. Um, you know, they did their best tonight. These Suns players did their best to try to help us through this whole miserable night and just just shooting lights out. Everyone just having amazing games, it seemed like. And then you need you know. it. You need it. And and the reason that I like him mm-hmm. on this team is he has size. He's six foot six. Obviously, the scoring ability that we saw. Uh, he needs some conditioning. We knew that because he came to the team. He hadn't been playing a lot with Orlando. He had the toe injury, so he's out like that week that KD was gone. And he's somebody with Kevin Durant out who is going to benefit because he's going to get the minutes. He's kind of that person who has the ability to come in and provide some offense. He's not a great defender, but he's somebody who can provide some offense in a hurry, which he did tonight. And I guess it'll be interesting to see as this season progresses and, again, seeing what's going on with Kevin Durant and his ankle. But do you think that due to his sheer scoring ability – does he have a place as one of the eight or nine players in the playoff rotation for Monty Williams? Yeah, I think so. And I think a lot of people are worried about that. Who's going to be the eight? Who's going to be the nine? Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, I mean, we have we have three guys. And I know no one's really liking Craig right now. He's been kind of a stinker of late. Craig will be playing, though, as Andy should. Yeah, and he's probably like the ninth guy, right? We have Payne if he can step up. We have... We have um, um, freaking ish Rainwright's been stepping up. Yeah, but see, I think it's like campaign, Tory Craig for sure. That's your that's seven, right? Yeah, but and are we those... talking about just scoring or because I, no, I think I'm just Craig saying like obviously is a six man coming off. What what are Monty Williams playoff rotations? You have your starting five, mm-hmm. and then you've got campaign for sure, good, yeah. bad, and different. I'll talk about him momentarily. Tory Craig, and then it's kind of like who's up for grab for those last two. Is it Damian Lee and Terrence Ross? Is it, it is somehow some way TJ Warren cracking that rotation. Jock Landell's got to be in there or Bismack Biombo. So that's kind of the eighth guy. So then it comes down to all those guys for the number nine spot, right? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's just, who's hot. 
you know, it's one of those things where it's like you don't want to have to worry about it too much, you know, going into the playoffs because you have KD when he's healthy and you have mm-hmm. Book. But it really does come down to the bench just getting you through these tight spots. Like tonight, like if we didn't have Ross going off, I know Book scored 44. Mm-hmm. But if this is a different kind of team we're playing against, that's not enough. And I think we need guys like Ross and Lee who did have a good night tonight. He mm-hmm. seemed to have a decent night. He's been struggling. Craig really is struggling to find a bucket but playing better defense, I guess, just grabbing those boards. But when you yes. need a bucket, man, Ish came through the other night too. Like they were talking about him on Bill Simmons, like him. That's uh, what I know, blame all this on, by Ish, the way. Yeah, Ish, Wayne Wright, and then you have um, Okogi. Those are the two mm-hmm. scrappers, right? But yep, I can I can trust Okogi. I know he's our fifth starter, but it's just it gets kind of sketchy. It does. But I don't think there's any roster out there right now that has like a no, bench that's none. just crazy, right? Maybe there's, there's a good none. six man, but there's nothing like oh we got ten deep. There, it's about nobody. seven or eight guys, man. It's everybody. And I have confidence in our guys. And that's the big thing for me is the frustration that I felt on Monday watching clips of first take, hearing Kendrick Perkins completely discredit the Suns' victory against the Dallas Mavericks. And I know, shame on me for listening to ESPN and, and Kendrick Perkins and falling into the trap that is exactly what first take is. It's the same thing as CNN and Fox News and all that shit. Is they're just going to say things that are that get you that get them clicks at the end of the day. Yeah. And Kendrick Perkins had to play count counterpoint, and he was essentially saying the Suns aren't deep enough. Who's it going to be? CP3 sucks. DA sucks. So even though everyone thinks they got a great four, you know those guys need to step up. There's no one on the bench who's worth a shit. And it's like, dude, you don't. Again, I can't fault you because you don't watch fucking Suns basketball, bro you know carry the hell on and all that shit like this team is deeper than a lot of teams i really think because of primarily their versatility that's what makes the phoenix suns bench a very unique group i think the one area of opportunity is the backup point guard position but if katie's healthy with him and devin booker and cp3 you always have one of those primary score slash playmakers on the court if you need speed right you're putting in cameron Payne. if you need shooting you're putting in when healthy landry shamit and Terrence Ross. If you need some defense and size, you've got Tory Craig and you've got Ish Wainwright and TJ Warren, and he, and he can shoot as well. If you need a backup big, you've got Jock Landell. You've got Busy who can play defense. You can play small ball five. You can do so much with this roster. There's not a lot of duplicity on it, and I think that's been a challenge for the Suns of the past. So again, I think there's still some opportunity at the backup point guard position, but to say that this team is not deep is just asinine, and you, you, it shows that you do not watch Suns basketball. Well, they don't, and it just takes. Ryan Russillo talks about all the time. They go in a conference room, they're like, all right, you have this take, I have this take. Okay, well, they're obviously not in the same room because they're always Skyping or whatever, but the talking heads thing is dying, so they need those takes to get clicks, and it's working. Everyone says Kendra Perrin's a he's a moron, right? Yeah, he is. Maybe he is, but he's just saying stuff that they tell him to say. Charles Barkley's the same way. They all just say stuff. If you want to know the real news, the real deal with these teams, go to the local pods, go to our pods, yes. go to like the locked on pods. If you really want to know about these, do that. Like, I don't understand why anybody cares what these guys are saying. And that's what got them in the situation. No one cared. So now yeah. they're just saying random shit that doesn't make any sense. So then we can go back and forth. They don't care. They're getting paid. He's sitting there with a green screen and he just, he's, what does he work like three hours in the morning? Says yeah. some shit and then goes wearing on. A, and wearing a jacket with shorts or whatever. On. He just does what he wants, man. So that's all that is. I don't know why anybody cares so much. It's I so know. Crazy. I just every now and then you see it and you're just like, ah, oh, it just it, it, but it, no one it ticks yeah, but, my bombs. 
yeah, people, no one's going to say, hey, you're doing great. This, you know, unless you win it, right? Remember, I mean, the well, Bucks I'll tell you this until they actually Bill won Simmons it. said the Suns were great this morning. The title of his podcast was The Scary Suns. The, how are they Durant. scary? They barely, we barely beat the Mavs. I'm just saying that game almost went to overtime. I don't understand. I'm, I think this team is going to be great. That's why I wanted the 20 games of gel, mm-hmm. but that it was not scary against the Mavericks. There's a lot of flaws in that team. KD. He only, what did he play? The 27 or the 17 shots or something? Yeah. Yeah. So it's 30, not 37 it's not the, on 17. It's not their full potential, but obviously, right now, this team is not scary. No how one many, is. How many games does any team play at their full potential? Like two a year? Nowadays, yeah. you don't know. That's why I don't understand how anybody understands any of these teams going to the playoffs. Like you, you can say the Nuggets because they've been the most consistent, surprisingly, mm-hmm. injury wise. But other than that, man, who. Who else can you look at right now and be like, oh, that team, the the um freaking the the Bucks, yeah, Bucks, yeah, Celtics, they're the scariest no, team to me. They're no. up and down too, so yeah. you just don't know this year. We don't, and I'll tell you another thing we don't know about is Cameron fucking Payne. Well, here comes the pain. So as I mentioned, you know Cameron Payne has to be a valuable part of this yeah. team. He has to be. Because if the Suns want to win a championship, you need a backup point guard. And you take a look at his final stat line tonight. And Cameron Payne played 18 minutes. He's 4 of 10 from the field, 0 of 5 from beyond the arc. Eight points, seven assists, mind you. uh, Three rebounds. And ultimately, he was a plus eight. But in the first half, he was a negative nine in the first half. He was part of that, that, that entire unit that was out there that just completely gave up a lead and you know i think they is clo- the closest they got was four or six but I, I i'm not liking what i'm seeing from cameron Payne. period exclamation point now, now I'll, I'll say this this right here was his sixth game back prior to that he missed like 25 games or something um but in his in his time back prior to tonight he's shooting 38 percent from the field he's averaging two assists he's averaging 2.2 turnovers so that assist to turnover ratio is bullshit and 6.6 points. If anything, the Phoenix Suns have got to get Cameron Payne back to where he was earlier this season. Because he, as, as I said before, that is our glaring weakness. And I know that, again, if healthy, with, like I said, KD, CP3, D-Book, somebody out there other than Cameron Payne can be a distributor. So he doesn't always have to be a distributor type point guard. But he's taking some really shitty shots. He, he just doesn't look good. And John Wall's still out there. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what, John Wall, um, even freaking um, Derrick Rose. I don't know. But the did thing, Derrick like, Rose get cut? I thought he did. Or no, he was he was no, on the rocks about it. I'm sorry. He really there was a game he came in like late. He hasn't even played this year like at all. Yeah. So um, he can't. But okay, so Payne needs to be a leader. Obviously, the same thing. Like I'll take away from like the Aiden conversation, where it's kind of too late. Wait till next year. I kind of feel the same way with this whole Cameron Payne thing. We can just hope for a good game now and then. Mm-hmm. Maybe he can hit, hit some shots, but, but the we fact need that something better. We do, but he needs to be a leader. He needs to come out and just play strong, play to his you know strengths. Obviously, but I don't even know what that is right now. Just because when he was playing with KD, it looked a lot of a little bit better because he was playing off ball. But now KD's out. So now, now Payne has to be the backup point guard. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, maybe that's just too much back and forth between that. It's you tough. Know, 
being the backup point guard and playing between that and KD. Maybe that's a big thing going on in his head because it, it looks like it. And he's a big head case. He's a guy that gets inside his own head a lot. Okay. So him taking it this way, like going in between those two, I think it's hard on him. I think he doesn't know exactly how to play right now, but he just needs to go out there and lead this offense. Like it's, we're talking about X factors. I'm sorry. I forget. I think it was um, coach in there was talking about who's the X factor. Is it, is it Ross? Maybe to me, it's Aiden and Cameron Payne. Those two are like the two guys that will lead us to a championship. I'm not saying the other guys, of course, might not single handedly no, win you need it. The like Kevin Durant, but we need those guys to step up. Just be be big bald. Just come out there and fucking just own it. All right. Stop being in your head and play your game. That's what we need from those two. Can you imagine golfing with both of those guys? Because like golfing's one of those things where if you talk about being in your own head, for anyone who's ever gone golfing. You can sit there and hit a couple nice shots, and you feel like you're on top of the world. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you just like shank one. Like, why did I shank it? Did I lift my head too far, too, too, uh, too quickly? Did I? Is the ball not in the right place? In my stance? How? Where, where's my weight distribution? Is it the right club? Is it my grip? Is it the weather? Is it this? And all of a sudden, you're in your own head, and then you just you suck the rest of the game. Yeah. That's my experience. <laughs> I don't know about you. You know, we're not yeah. all a so says Jay out there and can shoot. No, on, yeah, on but when it, when you hit it right, it feels good. And it's when Cameron Payne pain plays good, it it feels good. It looks good and it feels good. You know, so I mean, I think that again, he's got to get out of his own head. And I, like I said, this is only a sixth game back, and we have sixteen more games. And Cameron Payne will continue to get playing time, and I hope that he starts to work off some of the rust, primarily on the turnover ends. That's what kills me about Campaign. Yeah. I don't need Campaign to go out there and score 14, 15 points. I don't need him to have seven assists again. He had seven assists tonight, and, and kudos to him. But I just don't turn the ball over, dude, because that's what killed that killed the team in that in that second quarter was the sheer fact that they were just turning the shit out of the ball. So Cameron Payne, second yeah. quarter, taking a look at it just real quick. O of one from the field. You know, yep, turnovers. You know, just turning the ball over, and it leads to points for the opposition. That's the kind of thing that gets them back in the game. And you just, you got to giving up those, those threes, too. Like, they were going to give them up. As soon as the first unit came out, it was like a free-for-all for the Thunder. So, Well, speaking of which. The Jack Taylor Award. For the guy who comes out of nowhere and scores a shit ton of points on you. So Lindy Waters the <laughs> third. Yes. Lindy Waters. Love the name, dude. Okay. And if you remember the last time that we played the Oklahoma City Thunder, we get it was the last time we gave out the Jack Taylor Award for the guy who comes out of nowhere and scores a shit ton of points on you. And that was to Isaiah Joe. Isaiah Joe was one of eight tonight and had six points. Meanwhile, Lindy Waters comes off the bench, plays the most minutes, I think, out of anybody in the game. He played 34 minutes. That's more than anybody in the game. And he goes 6 of 12 from beyond the arc, 7 of 14 overall, scores 23 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. I've never heard of this guy. His name sounds like a Mumford & Sons album. Like, sigh no more. (laughs) Lindy Waters. Whatever the third album was. (laughs) I just... This guy out of nowhere, man. Yeah, yeah he got hot. He just got hot. No one can contain him. He was the guy that was actually no one was covering him either. Close. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but he bitch. was draining him in some guys' faces. Like he was just like feeling it tonight. Um, the one good thing that they had going on over there in OKC. The only the only thing they had going tonight was him. So uh, I just wanted to hand that out to him real quick. Uh, I do want to talk about Josh Akogi, who yes has a new drop. Hey, Joe. Where you going with that? Gotta go. 
Josh Akogi in this game again, starting good for him. Two of six from beyond or in the game, only five points, only three assists, only four rebounds. So another kind of down game. And he's obviously had some good ones. But one thing I was thinking recently, and this obviously was before the KD injury. This is probably not the right answer or the right question to ask. But should the Suns ever give Damian Lee an opportunity in Josh Okogie's spot for a few games just to try to kind of get him going a little bit? Because I feel like Josh, we talk about Cameron Payne. And one, he's got two things working against him, right? First is he's coming back after missing a lot of time with a foot injury. And second, he's going, okay, you're the primary backup of ball handers. Uh, psych, you're, you're, you're playing off ball. Uh, psych, you have to be the primary again, right? So he's kind of going through it. And I feel like Damian Lee, is, we're starting to see a semblance of him getting back. Josh Okogie is one of those guys who I feel like if you put him back on the, on the backup squad, he's going to play just fine. Do you think Damian Lee would ever get a toss, if you will, at starting minutes? No, I don't think so. I mean, my personal preference is Okogie, of course. Um, I think you can switch between him and Craig at the most. But right now, you got to play Okogie. I know it's two down games kind of, but he did make some big plays in the fourth quarter. Uh, a few extra boards to really get us a – Get us another chance there. Had five big points in the fourth quarter, so he came back and he was all right. But right now, I think Lee is just doing his thing, come in and get hot. Yeah. Um, but if Kogi comes in off the bench, it'll be fine. But Craig has to be there. But I just love Kogi playing with this team to start and end the game. I know Ish last game ended the game because Kogi went zero for eight from the corner yeah. three, same spot yeah. over and over again. Yeah. But this guy can do that and still get a smile from me because I know that he just does so much. I think he's just the perfect plug, man. Just the perfect butt plug to put right in there with this starting he is. unit. He really is the most ideal butt plug on this mm-hmm. team. He stops the shit from happening. And what he does on, <laughs> on the offensive end is he hits that offensive glass, and that's why I think we should keep him with the starting five. I brought up the yep. Damian Lee point. It's one of those things I saw some people talking about on Twitter. I'm like, yeah, it's an interesting topic of conversation. Uh, and how about that block he had on Giddy tonight, man? Giddy, whenever he plays the Suns, man, he's got like wide open shots. And for some reason, and he was three of twelve tonight. He had a horrible game last time we played him. Got a technical foul, and he had, he thought he had a layup. And Josh Okogi came flying in and swatted that shit. And it was yeah, like okie dokie. I, I thought that was fantastic. But he did. Um, Giddy did have a triple double, seventeen assists last last game, night. Last night, yeah. But so. it's, it's some against the Suns. Like the Suns, for some reason, just kind of he was getting to the rim too. We kept missing some gimmies. He just mm-hmm. needs to finish strong. He's he's right there a lot of the times, and he had Chris Paul on him, and he just couldn't finish. Speaking of Chris Paul. The point point God in this game, 24 minutes played, which is a beautiful number. Six of eight from the field, four of five from beyond the arc, 18 points, nine assists, four steals for the point God. Uh, Again, I'll just go back and I'll say suck it national media. Much more engaged. Much more, you know, again, a lot of people are saying, hey, what's wrong with Chris Paul? Since KD's been here, his, his usage rate's gone down, and it only went down like 4%, 5%. It went from 19.1 to like 14.1. His shot attempts are down, and I was telling everybody, and I'll continue to say it, like Chris Paul wants Kevin Durant to be healthy because he doesn't have to be the guy who has to go out there and shoot a bunch, and he's going to benefit from it for the same reason that with with DeAndre Ayton, he's going to benefit because if he passes on that gravity which is what he does to booker ayton and kd and when he passes on that gravity it's just him just shooting in a gym all by himself with fifteen thousand people looking at him 
Yeah, and you don't have to worry about like the actual injury from him, I think, this year because he's not doing much. Uh, yeah. If KD can come back and be healthy, he's not doing anything. He did a little bit too much tonight, right? I mean, he did have the nine assists, but moving around too much. I like him still over by the three-point line, just kind of maneuvering the offense. He'll get the assists. They won't be as high. I remember we were talking about um, how many assists is he going to get this year? He's going to get like a 20-assist <laughs> game. And then ever since that one game he had where he had like 16 assists, yeah, it was yeah. like, ah, I'll downhill from that. But he'll have like the one, the games where he can actually move around doing a little extra, like one in five games, he can do that. Then he kind of has to rest to stand up by the three-point line. And I'm, we're all fine with that right now, right? 100%. I think everyone is. He's closer to being like kind of like a bench player in a way, right, out there. Just yeah, the like, only thing that keeps him out there is his brain. That, that's <laughs> and it, and his, right? And his passing that's ability. Running the, running the offense, but just but doing again, it like a disadvantage of with his going down is you're going to have to see a little bit more from Chris Paul. So... I, I thought it was a great game from him, though. Very unbelievably yeah. efficient. Six of eight and 18 and seven. Like, way to go. Him and Book closed it out go. in the third. It, oh, faux show. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. I've been waiting for this shit all day. Look at this oh guy. God, Look at this dude. guy. Look you were that. hanging out in the subreddit oh, stakeout with a pig hurt. nose. <laughs> <laughs> i was looking for the witch one there's a witch disguise too man so it's right. gonna watch out so matthew was undercover on the thunder subreddit tell us about that tonight actually that's a good snort that like i can feel good. it in the thing man wow this is great uh, <laughs> i'm a big washington uh uh what's their team commanders now? commanders yeah the commies yeah um all right, so Baze had some uh, some minutes tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Baisley got some minutes, so I'm sure there was some love there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew Baze was going to get blocked before that drive. <laughs> when you know, you know. It reminds me of Sarge, too, in a way. You know what I mean? 100%. That's <laughs> the, when Sarge was falling all over the place and, like, looking at the referees for fouls, we're like, oh, yeah, welcome to our world. And he had, like, <laughs> jizz on his chin, shit. or was it, was it a booger? I think it was, like, jizz or something. Something about – someone put, like, it was something about Mary moment. Do you remember that? You put, yeah. you're the one that tweeted about it. Well, I, I right. said, did, did he cut himself shaving? No, but was it was like to, snot. I know it looked like yeah. somebody like skeeted on his face, but like I, it kind of, <laughs> I was like, yeah, maybe it's a piece of toilet paper because he cut himself yeah. shaving. But everyone's like, that's not what that is. And I was like, yeah, you're, you're thinking that, not me. <laughs> skate, 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 motherfucker. There's a couple of random uh, comments. I don't know if these are okay. true. I love this. Yo, what the fuck? Sean Kemp booked and drive by shooting charge. Yeah, that, that happened. happened. I thought Sean Kep was passed away. He passed away already. No, He's still alive. No. Yeah, Woj tweeted that out. He was up in Tacoma and up in Washington during the game. That tweet came out. And you got to remember, obviously, this is a franchise that came from Seattle. So yeah, you know that. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Sean Kemp is booked on charge of a drive-by. Sorry for the rain, man. I loved him growing up, man. I had Sean Kemp shoes growing up. I yeah. loved. He's the best guy to be like, hey, go look up Sean Kemp highlights. Like if you never watched Dude, him before, and like you're amazing. like, oh my god! Like if you liked Amari Stoudemire, he was like he what, was Amari before Amari. He was insane. He was insane, oh my dude. God. The Rain Man. Cool. Uh, why is Shay not playing? I don't know. Nobody actually, knows. Know. We all want to know. Here, someone actually placed this comment um, about 13 hours before the game. It said, "Okay, wow, <laughs> wow." <laughs> they showed up early to the party, huh? Yeah, it said 13 hours before. I'm like, oh wow. Uh, someone said boo. 
Oh. You know? Yeah, Whoa. they're not too lively, the Thunder um, yeah. subreddit. I look for I mean, some you good have, ones. You have Thunder friends, right? Are they very lively people? They keep to themselves, man. Yeah, that's what the Thunder yeah. do. And someone said, this dude sounds like Johnny Cash. I don't know who he was talking about. So maybe it's our announcer. And then Terrence Ross watched ass. Of course, he goes off. <laughs> so, And he did. The Sun's Jam Session subreddit stakeout. I love that you bought disguises, and now I have to up my disguise game. Yeah, they have like a pack of beards, too. That one hurts, though, man. I believe it. It's got like the... Yeah, you're, like, you're trying to talk. Yeah. yeah. You'll, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll get uh, it together. Yeah. Coach Evan B., who, again, is our like our official monitor of Twitter while we're doing the podcast, uh, is reporting live from Twitter, going to Coach Evan B. <laughs> we should do that a segment where we just bring on Coach. And he's like, here's what happened on Twitter just really during quick your podcast. Just, yeah. Don't even say anything. And just, just like, pops on real right, quick. And he gives, all right. All right. Thanks. Uh, you know, you, you, like you've seen Family Guy. Where it's like, yeah, the weather. The weatherman is like, it's gonna be hot, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but Coach Evan B just stated Booker said it's nothing serious, and Katie is in good spirits. So again, I'm honestly guessing this is like a two week injury. I'm on, like, that's kind of where I'm at. I really am. A two week injury. That's what I'm guessing. They're they're gonna play it safe. I think dude. so too. They're gonna play it safe, and they're gonna sit there because in two weeks, again, if we pull up the the magical uh, schedule here, two weeks today's what the the eighth, right? <laughs> So two yeah. weeks from now, 14 plus eight is the 22nd. So that would put him either coming back on or after the Laker game on the 22nd. So that's one, two, three, four, five games missed. Uh, six if he misses the Lakers game in preparation for a Kings game following that. And then that gives you one, uh, 11 games to figure this thing out. That makes sense, right? Good, yeah. bad, and different. That makes sense. That that's it. I mean, that's fine. This is the way it is. But if you want to talk about a son's future, I don't know. I'm I'm not excited about next year. I'm not. Unless one year at a time, baby. Care. One year at a time. Yeah, I there's no. This if this year. keeps happening, there's no next year. The West I'm is sorry. so wide open this year, man. Because the, the thing is, right now, is the Phoenix Suns are in a perfect spot. Because next year, what what will happen this off season, based on what the Phoenix Suns have done, and everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. Booker and Katie together is fucking sick. With Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton, it's fucking sick. There's no better starting four in the league. Everybody knows it. So if an offseason happens, the entire league adjusts to that. In some way, shape, or form, they adjust to that. So right now, you got to strike. And that's why you make the trade. And that's why they did what they did when they did it. And that's what's, I, again, I'm with you. I hear people say, well, you know, in the long run, you know, we got this year and next year. That's really kind of, you know, quote, unquote, the window. Fuck it. The window's right goddamn now because the league will adjust. Now, that being said, there's an adjustment to the adjustment. Will Chris Paul come back? Can we trade you? Like, all that stuff. But still, I don't want to focus on that shit. I want to win now. And it's I'm unbelievably upset. If we can the, get there, this is now. Well, yeah, you, again. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. I, I know. The, the worst thing about all this. Here's the worst thing about all this. Sun's Facebook, man. Sun's Facebook is a dark, dark hole mm-hmm. of negative negativity. And all they did when Kevin Durant got traded, I'd go on like, you know, Suns Nation and Phoenix Suns, whatever. And all they do is like, dude, you know, it's, it's a bunch of people like 20 years older than us because it's Facebook, right? It's like our uncles and aunts on there. And they're just like, why do we give up Mikhail Bridges? He, you know, he plays all the time. Kevin Durant's injury prone. He's been injured, you know, this season. He's been injured in the past, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, dude, it's K fucking D. And I don't comment on that thing because I don't even want to start. 
And I'm, I'm like, it's KD. In my head, I'm like, it's KD. And then, like, when this kind of thing happens, they're like, see, I told you. I told you. As they're, like, walking around with their cane. They're like, I told you, young lad. I told you, guy. He's got to get hurt. And he got hurt. Have you seen my dentures? It's fucking annoying me. But that, but they're okay. right. They're right in a way. They're right it's in a like, way. It's not like I, I told it's you. Annoying I that wanted, they are. Of course, we all wanted KD. We're excited about it. But right now, we have an injury he got in a pregame warm-up. They, if he's out for two weeks, it's like, okay, so what else do we have to look forward to? We're not even finished with the season, and we have to go through the playoffs with this. So if this is a thing where he's going to be like an Anthony Davis, and I don't, I'm not trying to spread bad juju. I'm just saying if he's going to be hurt all the time off and on, and be like, we're going to be like the Lakers were the last two years. Like, oh, just wait, LeBron and Anthony Davis. Ooh, if it happens, torture. it's going to be awesome. But I'm not looking forward to next year. Of course, I want to win now this year. We had to make that move. It's just, it's not looking good so it's far. Torture. It's torture. It looked great until. And, so did the Nets. Uh, until they this. looked good too. Until they kept fucking getting hurt. And then Kyrie wasn't playing, but KD kept getting hurt too. So I don't know. Get a picture of you and I looking down at it. I don't know which way to look. Do I look this way? Am I looking the right way? Wrong way. There you go. There you go. Screen cap that. All right. Let's give out some jam time. Jam star of the game. All right. Jamsters, a reminder, subscribe, rate, review, hit the thumbs up button while you're here, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Matthew, your jam star of the game is Devin Booker. Yes. Tell me who mine is. Devin Booker. That's goddamn right it is. That was easy. Okay, next game for the Phoenix Suns. We're playing against the Sacramento Kings, a Saturday night affair. Does that game really start at 8? It does. That's I double-checked it. Bullshit. So that's literally the last day. <laughs> the last day before daylight savings happen. So for those of you who don't live in Arizona, you got to understand one thing. There's that fallback spring forward daylight saving shit, right? What happens yes. if you live in Arizona is we don't, we don't honor that, right? So like half the year... We're on L.A. time, and the other half of the year, we're on, like, Denver Nugget time, right? And, like, right now, we're on Denver Nugget time. So if anything happens in uh, playing in California or Portland, it happens at 8 p.m. And then what will happen, and that happened in November, right? They switched, and they're switching, back, they're, they're switching back March 12th, the day after this game. So any game that would be at 8 p.m. on Denver time happens 7 p.m., LA time, which will be Phoenix time moving forward. That just sucks at the last day before daylight savings has to be an 8 p.m. game. But we're playing the, the the Kings. What do you think about that? I'm very excited. I think the Suns will win this one for sure without KD. I think they can take this. For sure, um, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think DA has a big game. He just plays well against the bonus and then go head to head. It's a fun matchup to watch. I think Booker's on a tear. He's the best player on the court between these two teams. It's a it's a must win game for the Suns. You know how long KD's going to be out, and it's one that you can take. I know the Kings are sneaking games out and they're having a fantastic season. They are, but when you look at the standings, they're only two and a half games back. It's like we got they're this, only man. two. We have the now. best player is it only two? Oh after, yeah. After win. this yep. win, we're only. I was two like, did back. the Kings play tonight or no? I think they played last night and they won. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they played tonight. Okay. But that's but to your point, that's why this is a big game because right now in the standings, the Phoenix Suns are two back of both the Memphis Grizzlies and the Sacramento Kings who are tied for the second spot. And the Kings, I think, have a uh, an advantage due to their division record or something along those lines. We know that Memphis is struggling and, and faltering, so that three spot could be up for grabs, as is potentially the two. So 
Yeah. I don't I'm sure the Kings play between now and then. They might play tomorrow, but the Phoenix Suns have a really big opportunity in this game. So I'm looking forward to it. Now the thing about the Kings that you have to understand and that you have to respect is from an offensive standpoint, they have the number one offense in the league. They score 121 points per game. Now, that being said, they give up the 28th most points per game at 118. Offensive rating, first in the league. Defensive rating, 26th in the league. So there's opportunity there, but this is a team that can score some points on you. You got Darren Fox is 25.5 a game. DeMontis Sabonis is 18.9. Harrison Barnes is 15.1. Kevin Horter's 15.1. Malik Monk is 13.6. And Keegan Murray is 11.9. They can hit you a lot of different ways. So it's going to come down to either outdoing them or shutting them down a little bit defensively. And that's what it's going to take for the Suns to beat them. It's a good team. We beat the shit out of them last time we, th- we played them. I don't know if we beat the shit out of them, but we definitely beat them. But uh, it's a good team. It's a good team. It's a good team. We're just, we're the big brother in the situation. This is true. So it's time to go out there and be a big brother. Word. Anything else that you want to talk about in this pod before we get out of here, Matthew? No, just I I pray for everyone tonight. I'll keep you in my thoughts. I'll have some nasty dreams. And then we'll come back. Hopefully we'll hear some good news tomorrow. Um, By next time we're on the pod. Yep. We'll be talking about that on Saturday night. The fucking nightmare. It's not a nightmare because it's not permanent, right? Like if he had broken it, we, <laughs> yeah. we don't know until tomorrow. I just don't want to talk about we'll it see, anymore. Man. I don't we'll know. See. We'll see, Lissy. We'll see, Lissy. So on that note, Jamsters, we're going to go ahead and skedaddle on out of here. So again, thank you for your time and thank you for hanging out with us on the Suns Jam Session Podcast, the original post game podcast on Planet Orange, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and DraftKings. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. You can follow me at Darth Voida on Twitter. You can read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. You can follow Matthew at, at sadsunsfan.org. And uh, we'll, we'll see you Saturday night. You know, we got some time, so hopefully we hear good things tomorrow. Yeah, everyone just go home and love your family. And go hug an ankle. <laughs> <laughs>